Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Seriously in Business podcast. My name is Jackie and I am so excited to share with you a very special guest today. This is going to be a wonderful conversation, particularly for those of you who are interested or stressed or not so great with money. Um, My guest is Claire Wood and she is a money mentor, a speaker and podcaster. And she's a qualified accountant, so she knows her stuff, but she's not your average bean counter. I love that language. Um, She uses her money-making mentoring powers for good. Claire helps helps service-based businesses to scale while creating the lifestyle that they love. Claire Wood runs the Profit Academy, an online school created to help business owners increase their profits exponentially. And she is also the author of Intentional Profit, which is the book I have right here for those of you who are on YouTube. Um, And it is um, a wonderful book that I have personally read and get my mum, who is also an accountant, to read. Um, And uh, I'm really excited to chat with you today. Claire and I talk all things um, knowing your numbers and what that looks like. We also chat a bit about her business and life and what things kind of look like as a mum and a business owner um, practically for her. And we also chat about investments and knowing when is a good time to invest in something and how our cash flow and different things like that um, can help with knowing those kinds of things. So join us for an incredible episode and I hope you are inspired to sit down and maybe have your own money meeting at the end of this episode. All right, I'll see you later. Welcome to Seriously in Business, the podcast for all things branding, design, marketing, and business strategy for your small business. Hi, I'm your host, Jackie Norton, Pro Graphic Designer and Coach at White Deer Graphic Design. This is a podcast for small business owners, aka entrepreneurs, who love to have fun and take their business seriously. We'll be diving into DIY graphic design and the crucial role it plays in building a successful business, a business that is not only your passion, but is taken seriously by the world. You'll also get to learn key branding insights from yours truly, as well as gleaning marketing strategy and business advice from epic industry experts. I've supported hundreds, if not thousands of women over the last 10 years to transform their brand and design, and in doing so, helping them build successful and sustainable businesses while living the life they love. And today I get to do the same for you. Join us every week for a new episode, ready to fuel you with inspiration, equip you to thrive and get you looking seriously in business. Welcome Claire to the podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Um, for those who don't know, when I first I first met Claire um, at her book launch, um, gosh, what was the start of the year? When did you have your Brisbane book launch? Oh gosh, I can't even remember. I think it was March maybe. <laughs> You've had a few in different like states and stuff, so it probably is all like blurred into one at this point. Exactly. It's all starting to get a bit blurry, yeah. <laughs> so because what happened for me was I was – it was such a weird story. So I was up in Brisbane visiting family, my my brother and sister-in-law, and I was also on a call with someone for a work thing. And I heard them saying, oh, we're going to this book launch. And I was like, I love networking things. And I live in Bendigo, so there's not a heap of stuff going on all the time. I'd have to go to Melbourne and that's still two hours away. And I was like, I'm in Brisbane right now. Like, let's go to this thing. So I like looked up a last minute ticket, um, it came along, made my sister drive me and I didn't bring any um, like makeup or anything. So I was using like her makeup and I just wore my Burks. It was great. I, I did have a dress with me though, which was, which was really great. Um, and I got to come to this book launch and get to hear all about you and your business and your book and got to hear some of your journey, which I was really inspired by. So I'm excited to have you on today and get to share with listeners some of what you have to share around money, but also around business as well. That's such a cool story. I love it. The, the spur of the moment decision. Yeah, it's like the epitome of me. I was, if anyone's been um, watching us on Instagram, my husband and I just got back from a trip to WA and we decided we were going there for his work and we decided last minute that we wouldn't fly and then we would buy a van and then we would drive. And like <laughs> we made that, all that decision within a week of leaving. Like, that's fine. That's just what we do last minute. It's 
so much fun. Um, anyway, let's get into the podcast. I would love to know, I always ask my, list, my, my listeners, my guests, what an average day in their life and business looks like. And just if you're able to give us a bit of a snapshot of like, what does like a day look like for you? Obviously, every day will be a little bit different, but what from getting up to going to bed, what's your what's your average day look like? Uh, my life is this crazy roller coaster that is literally so different all the time. Look, there's a couple of things that are consistent. The first one is that I always wake up early. Um, what I've do you call it- early? Um, so I'm usually awake about 5.30, like 6 is about 5.30, 6-ish. Um, and, you know, my husband and I did that even before we had kids. Mm. So we get up, get the day started kind of early, and we always go for a morning walk. So I've been doing this since you know, my whole life pretty much. Since I was a kid, I've got up and gone for a morning work, walk every day. My mum used to do it. And, you know, we've been through all the stages of having, you know, a baby in a baby carrier, then in a pram, then the first one got onto a scooter and then we had another baby. And now our kids ride their bikes and my hubby and I, hubby and I walk. So we live near the beach. So we get up and go for a walk to the beach every morning, which is just such a beautiful start to the day. And if I have um, every second day, I do a workout. So I either go to the gym or I do a workout at home in front of um, a video. Um, and then from there, what unfolds is always different. <laughs> I've got two kids who are now at school. So some days we ride the kids to school. Uh, my husband might do it. I might do it depending on who's got calls, who's got things on with work. And my work days are very quite fluid. I found I love the idea of having a routine to set <laughs> the day up, you know, like sitting down, doing meditation, doing journaling. But the reality is like with with kids and the way, especially with my work, like some days I'm doing a podcast recording uh, that needs to be at a certain time, some days. So it's pretty fluid, but my, my week generally will involve um, coaching calls with my clients, presenting my courses, uh, appearing as a guest. You know, this morning I've spoke um, to a, a mastermind community, to a group. Uh, I've got another podcast recording this afternoon, creating social media content, creating newsletter content, um, recording my own podcast. It's very, very varied. And yeah, truthfully, there's not a lot of structure around it. And, you know, even school pickup, uh, some days we, the kids go to after school care. Some days my hubby will do it. Some days I'll do it. And I know you were curious about, do I work at night? And the reality is again, that that, that fluidity carries into the night. Yeah. Um, I don't do client calls. I don't do client boxes at night. Like I have a firm 5 p.m. cutoff with that. But mm. sometimes I need to be posting my social media posts or I might have a spur of like, uh, you know, I might be checking my emails. And and at this stage of life, that seems to work work okay. Uh, it does mean that I do get flexibility during the week, which, you know, for example, tomorrow I'm going to a charity um, lunch and in the middle of the day, I'll be going up for a couple of hours and I can do that guilt-free because I, you know, I, I occasionally work at, at night and on the weekend. So yeah, that's a little bit about my week. Every week is completely different, which works really well for someone like me. And uh, yeah, there's never a dull moment. That's amazing. Your day, like the fluidity of it all sounds very similar to how I work. I'm like, I want to have that flexibility during the day is that if I want to catch up with a friend for coffee or go to an event that I can and know that I can still catch up in the evenings if I want to or vice versa. And yeah, for for me, obviously in this season of life with a toddler, it's very different. I'm like mostly hanging out with her during the day and then mostly working in the evening. So it's, it's all over there. But yeah, I love that you're allowed yourself but not made it wrong that you just have that 
that fluidity and it just it, it ebbs and flows with whatever life is is needing from you at the time. Exactly. Yeah. And I do I do think that there will come a time where I want to get a lot more structure around, you know, that I clock off at five and I never have to look yeah. at the laptop again. But at this in this season of life, it seems to be working. So yeah. <laughs> roll yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So how long have you had your business officially? So I'm coming up to eight years being in business this year, which is just mind blowing. <laughs> just wild, isn't it? It just like adds up so, so quickly. Like, hold on, wasn't it just like yesterday I was starting things out? So for you, what is like, what do you think have been some of the biggest changes your business has gone through from when you first started those eight years ago to where you are now? Oh, well, I mean, when I first got started in business, I was like everyone, I had absolutely clueless about what I was doing, who I was serving. I I would work with anyone. I'm like, everyone is my target market. Um, I didn't really know what my niche was or what my, I guess, my big calling was. Mm -hmm. And now I've got so much clearer about who I am, who I serve, my vision, my purpose, my passion. And I think that that just comes with time. Like, I I mean, you, you really only sort of figure this stuff out as you grow and evolve. And it's funny because when I first got started in business, I didn't want to tell anyone I was an accountant. And now like that's kind of become a big part of my branding and positioning. I've owned it loudly and proudly. And yeah, I, and again, my days, you know, I sort of went through the early days where you're just desperate for clients. And then I went through a couple of years where I was just, you know, in, it was kind of in the COVID years, coaching just went crazy. And I was just coaching, coaching, coaching. Like all I was doing was on coaching calls, working really Mm. long hours. And I've kind of swung back the other way now where I, you know, wanted to create a bit more flexibility and freedom in my life and focusing in on scalable offerings and services. So my courses are a big thing that I focus on, my mastermind and promoting the book, like trying to, um, you know, sell things that don't require additional input from me. But um, yeah, I can hand on heart say I, I really love my business and I'm I'm so, so grateful and blessed to be doing what I'm doing. That's that's so cool. Thanks for sharing that. I think yeah, the the at the start when you're just working with anyone and everyone, I always give the example when I first even made my brand, I would did it white and gray because I was just terrified of deterring anyone. I was like, nah, need to appeal to absolutely everyone because mm-hmm. ter- I need I need people, please go work with me. And so yeah, I think at the start we're we're all kind of just finding our way and then if you find your way too much and then you kind of get too busy and then you kind of work out actually how can I make this sustainable for my life long term rather than being on coaching calls 24-7 of my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. And so a lot of what you share with people is some like a wide range of things around business and, and money and all these different sorts of things. And so I know that you are as a as an accountant, you do have a lot of great brains on your head around money and how to use that well and how to invest it well and all of these different things. And I was saying to you before the call that I am not one of those people naturally. I um my mum, my mum is an accountant and she she she's she's obviously all in that and a really great accountant and did cool things and now she's trying to help me and, and her poor creative daughter just doesn't like she has to teach me reconciling almost every single time we do it because it just doesn't stick in my brain. These things don't connect with my my brain. That like the little parts aren't aren't zapping together as as they would so easily with creative things. Um, but I know that knowing my numbers and being over that side of my business and knowing the data and looking at things like that can be can be is really really important. And so. Why do you, what, like for you as someone who, like you would work with so many businesses that, and you would see 
the people that are like me that aren't so great and people that are worse than me that really don't even know anything about it. What has there been any like I guess more scary stories of people that have just had no clue around this kind of stuff and how that's then impacted their business? Oh, absolutely. And to be honest, you know, I still make mistakes when it comes to my money over the years as well. I've definitely ended up with um, tax bills that I hadn't provided for. Uh, I mean, I knew that it was coming, but, uh, you know, to get in a situation where I'm like, I'm an accountant, how did I not have the money put aside for my tax? Mm. So, but, you know, some of the horror stories, I guess, um, you know, I've had clients with, like one of my clients had a $250,000 tax bill Mm -hmm. and then that was a historical one. Then another, you know, she would have had another three, four hundred coming for that year. And even though she had, you know, a million dollar a year business, to have a half a million dollar tax debt is freaking scary. And she was really, you know, she's a creative and she was like, I genuinely just didn't realize I needed to put that much money aside. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of people who haven't submitted tax returns, which is actually against the law. Um, and, you know, I think the big thing that that this is why I'm so passionate about teaching about numbers is I'm like, you can't run a business and not know this stuff. Like it's, it, you just cannot because that yeah. is, you've got legal obligations around it. And so you want to make sure that you're making money, right? Like this is the yeah. whole reason that we're, we're doing this is to turn a profit. So the way that I like to teach about numbers is like in a really, I guess, non-intimidating way, because I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I failed introduction to accounting. First year uni, (laughs) I was a straight A student at school. I got to uni and I failed intro to accounting. It was the first thing I'd ever failed in my life. And it just sounded like they were speaking some foreign language to me. It was like gobbledygook. And I'm like, I'm a smart person. Why can't I understand this? And it's obviously it's not because I'm not good at accounting. I've gone on and done multiple degrees, uh, including my postgraduate qualification, a CPA. And- I'm like, it's just that a lot of people in this space just don't explain things in an easy Mm -hmm. to understand way. And so that's why I'm really passionate about making it easy to understand and not overwhelming because I too was like, what the freak? Even Mm. with my accountant, sometimes I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm a qualified accountant myself. So I'm like, I can't even imagine what it must be like for non-numbers people. So that's why, yeah, I'm really passionate about empowering people to get right across their finances because otherwise you can end up in some real icky situations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so how do you, like, if someone felt like they weren't on top of this as much as they should be, what would you say are some of the first steps that people could be taking to start to not only just educate themselves, but also just, I know like in your book, you talk about money meetings and mm-hmm. um, kind of really just looking at things and, and and using those to make your decisions. And um, what are some things that we can do really practically to, 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 to take, I guess, empowered action? <laughs> yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is, first of all, educate yourself. I created my course, it's called Foundations, and it's just teaching you the foundations of profit. Um, But, you know, lots of people teach about this. Your accountant, go sit down with your accountant and say, hey, I really want to learn. I want to understand. Learn the terms. Learn what what you need to know, what you need to be looking at would be the first thing that I would say. And then, yeah, set up your regular money meetings. Uh, I have 
gosh, I have a ton of money meetings. I have a money meeting every week with my husband. That's a personal yep. finance one. Yep. I have a cash flow forecast meeting every week with my accountant, uh, my bookkeeper rather. And I have a month end meeting with my accountant every single month. And the reason why I'm so empowered with my finances is because I invest a lot of time to be. Mm. And I, I, you know, I genuinely worry for people that aren't spending that amount of time, you know, in, in their finances. So the, like the, the structure that I created is it's one hour once a month and 15 minutes once a week. And I think that that is manageable for any business owner. Yeah. And it just means that you know what's going on with your business. Yeah. So I really recommend that you set up some money meetings as well if you're listening or watching this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like I've got Claire's book here and in, in here, almost at the end of each chapter, it was almost like at this to your money meeting or talk about mm-hmm. this part in your money meeting. Um, yeah, I find that really, really helpful. And like, I guess once you kind of know those numbers, you can actually make the right decisions for your business rather than kind of just guessing, which a lot of us use our gut, which isn't always horrible, but if it's coupled with actually knowing the numbers, it can be really, really powerful, I think, rather than just guessing the way through our businesses, especially like and like the two, two things you said. Well, firstly, there's that idea that we started a business to make money. Like, yes, we want to help people through our business and that's amazing, but you run a business to make money. And so if we're not knowing our numbers, then we we might be thinking we're making money and we might not be, or we get to tax time. We're like, ah, cool. And also that point of, if you want to scale your business, if you want to grow it, like you could be earning like $50,000 a year and you could probably make it by, by like just kind of fudging your way through a little bit, just making sure you're keeping up with the law and that's about it. But once you actually want to grow your business, you need to know stuff. You need to be able to make the right decisions and um, and not get caught out. Because you hear so many stories of people that get caught out with different things or don't realize all those different parts. And yeah. Yeah. 100%. I know that like in my own business, so I've I've got my cash flow forecast through to next year done. And I know that even if I don't make one single more sale for the rest of the year, that I have enough money to pay myself a wage and to, for the business to stay cash positive through to mid to late January next year. A nice feeling. (laughs) It's such a nice feeling. And, you know, and, and using a tool like that means that you can make decisions. Like I'm really due for a photo shoot in my business. But the way that I do it, like I hire a house, I hire stylists, you know. I big deal. Yeah, I kind of go all in. I create like 12 months worth of content in, you know, a couple of hours. Um, So there's a lot of planning and a lot of cost that goes into the way that I do it. But, you know, I can look and I can say, you know, if I have like I'm launching my course again next month, if I have a big launch, great, I can pull it forward and have it this year. But if I don't, I'm like I can – I can push that out. Like at this stage, I'm like, that's not something I need to do right here, right now. So it really is about being empowered about making those decisions around the best way to move forward. And that's what I think, you know, I I talk about again and again is like being empowered with your decision making. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And I remember when you were, when we were at your book launch, you're kind of saying investing in the book was a little bit scary and a little bit um, big. Could you go into that a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, look, when I write my next book, when? Oh, um, when I write my next book, I'm <laughs> going to do it very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to do it really differently. Uh, this book was, I, I, because I didn't know what I was doing, I paid a lot of people a lot of money for things that probably in hindsight I didn't need to do. Mm. And yeah, 
but you know, I can't regret it because obviously the book's become a bestseller. I'm, it's opened so many doors for me, uh, paid speaking opportunities. I'm recently made a wholesale sale of a thousand books. Congratulations. Uh, really cool. Thank you. And you know, wholesale sales are coming through like they're just ticking oh. away. And, um, and this is really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm loving this stage of the journey, but I think the next book that I write, I probably won't spend as much on the creation of it as I did the last one. Yeah. 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 Because there'd be a lot of, a lot of spend with like, it has gone well, but like past you didn't know if that was going to happen. And it oh, could have yeah. been, it could have been really not gone well. <laughs> yeah. So I manifested that it would, I manifested <laughs> on my very first yeah, post about that. the book. I yeah. put hashtag bestseller. I just put it, I was like, there is no room you for that. not to be a success. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. And so one of the things that I loved in your book was where you chatted about investments and different things we do have to spend money on. And we've kind of talked about two of those right now for you in terms of your book and also like things like the photo shoot um, and stuff like that. And so would you be able to give us a little bit of a, a crash course in, I guess, different kinds of investments and how we can know when is the right time to invest in certain things? Because I think at this, yeah, in this climate, it's, I don't know, but a, a lot of the people that I'm speaking to are having, they're feeling, they're feeling a little bit tighter with their money. I don't want to kind of be like, oh, it's all, it's all going bad because I don't believe in speaking that too much, but also acknowledging that people are probably just being a little bit more careful with how they're spending money. So how can we carefully make some really great investments while knowing our numbers and making decisions, I guess, really intentionally, which is, I guess, in your book, Intentional Profit, rather than kind of just guessing it or being so scared that we don't actually do anything that could actually move our business forward. Yeah. So look, there's a couple of different types of investments. There's the sales generating investments. So for me, and again, this is different for every business, but like for me, my largest cost is usually my coach. I am a big yep. believer in in coaching and having someone to support you with mindset and strategy. And yeah, that's definitely an investment that I lean into heavily. Uh for other people that might look like marketing, it might look like Facebook ads. It it's it's really about something like, is this helping me to make more sales in my business? Mm. And then there's the longer term, you know, there's like the necessary costs of business, like paying an accountant. I mean, you know, legals, all of those insurance. There's a lot of things that probably we don't really want to spend money on, but we've got to for compliance reasons. And then there's our long-term growth strategies. So an example of this is like the photo shoot. Like, you know, if I didn't ever take photos again for the rest of my life and I kept po- posting photos of me, you know, I'm 60 years old posting, you know, photos, that people probably <laughs> be like, what the frick? Like that doesn't even look like her, it dated, you know, it's not modern. So you can't not invest in your long-term branding and all of those things. So, um but again, like I know when I did my website, you know, I invested a lot in my website. It was like $15,000 for my website. And my hubby's like, where's this money? And I'm like, well, it doesn't work like that. Like, it's not like you put a new website up and suddenly you make 15 yeah. grand back overnight. Um, but obviously the aesthetics of my business and my brand and everything have a big impact. You know, I work with mostly multi six and seven figure business owners um, in the one-on-one space. And I work with earlier stage entrepreneurs in my my programs and courses. But 
that ha- people want to know that you've got a professional look and feel <laughs> when they they look at your your brand. So, yeah, it's kind of juggling all of those things and um, figuring out, uh, you know. And again, this is what I talk about in the book. People are always like, "What percentage should I spend on marketing?" And I'm like, "But it's it's different for every business. Some people, I've worked with some people who've got a very wealthy partner, and they're like." Like, you know, you don't even need to turn a profit in your business. Whereas for me, I started my business at a six-month-old baby mm. um, and a Sydney mortgage. Like it wasn't an option not to make money right from the outset. Yeah. So everyone's got a different circumstance. And um, I just think the big thing that I would just say is do it with intention. I That's what my forecast is. Like I look and I go, do I really need to do the photo shoot right now? You know, if I have a big launch next month, maybe I can pull it forward. But otherwise, it's probably something that I can leave until next year. Um, It's about doing it with intention. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'm a big believer in. Yeah, that's really cool. And so I'm going to ask a potentially silly question now. With forecasting, how do you forecast accurately? Like, yeah, because obviously things change and you can't predict those changes. But obviously, you're looking at past data to bring that forward. So, like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. So there's two different ways that, um, you know, I use forward-facing um, planning. The first one is a budget, which is a 12-month plan. Now, a lot of people freak out. They're like, how do I know what's going to happen in 12 months? And I'm like, dude, I've worked for some of the biggest companies in the world. They don't know what's going to happen in 12 months' time. <laughs> like, you know, I, I used to work in oil and gas. I used to work in coal. I used to work in product-based businesses. No one ever knows. You know, no, no one could predict COVID. Um, but it, you just make a plan based on the best information that you've got at the time. And be okay with the fact that, you know, you're going to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but it's it's a guide. It's a you know, it, it's more of a what's the game plan at this point in time with the information that we have available. And then the cash flow forecast is something that I do every single week I update. And the cash flow forecast to me is a lot of a firmer view forward. You will know, or hopefully most businesses know with a little bit of accurate, what's at least happening for the next month or two. You'll know, okay, I've got those retainer clients or I've got that project that's going to be coming in about that date. Um, I know that I've got these regular expenses in my business. And this is your cash flow forecast is a lot more of a firmer look Mm. forward over the next couple of months. And the reason why I love this tool so much is because it's your decision-making tool. If you look at your forecast and you're like, oh, crap, I'm going to run out of money, you go, right, do we really need to do the photo shoot right now? Or can I launch something else? Like I, I would love to still do my photo shoot. So I'm, I'm doing a launch next month. Yeah. Um, there's also other things that always pop up for me, you know, new clients, new VIP days. Uh, so it, I can have then a view of what else could I launch? What could I do to bring in even more cash in the short term? So that's, yeah. that's, that's what I would say. The, the forecast is a bit more of a firmer view, but the, the budget, yeah, it is. It's the best guess that you have at any point in time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's um something I needed to get into better is the, the the cash flow forecast of like, I know I've got these things coming in, but I don't know I've got these things coming in in an actual thing. So that's something I'm meaning to do for the last few months. And I will get there. And for those people that yeah, are very um un- unsure about numbers, I did find your book quite easy to understand from from this perspective. So um, you are very good at um, dumbing it down for us. <laughs> I spoke. <laughs> I think that that's just how like my brain thinks about it. I'm like, do we really need to use complex? You know, I'm the same with design. Like, 
like all designers are like, no, it's called a typeface. And I was like, yeah, but everyone else knows them as fonts. So I'm going to use the word fonts because that's what people yes. make sense. It's like, let's just use words that make sense to people, even though they're not yes. quite the fancy word to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Um, amazing. That's so, so cool. So if anyone is wanting to work with you or learn more about what you do, how can we jump into your world and learn more about what you have coming, especially your launch you have coming? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, grab a copy of the book. It's called Intentional Profit. You can Google it, grab it on Amazon, grab it on Booktopia, all of the major platforms. Um, Come listen to my podcast, which is called The Claire Wood Podcast. Very creative. Um, I mean, it's clear. You can tell I'm not a creative. Um, And, um, yeah, come say hi on Instagram. It's my main platform that I hang out. I share stories, posts regularly, and it's Claire, C-L-A-R-E underscore wood underscore coach and drop me a dm say hi um check out my my challenge that's coming up and that's probably a, a really good platform to connect mm. on amazing yeah she's um you're you're i remember at the book launch people were saying that you were just so great on instagram and love showing up and love sharing life so um yeah definitely jump over there if you're an instagram person which i think most of my listeners are because that's where i love to be at least <laughs> it's so great um, amazing well thank you for joining us today i've so so appreciated your time and your insights and your wisdom um so thank you for being here and um yeah enjoy the rest of your sunny brisbane day <laughs> amazing thanks for having me jackie Well, you don't have to be sad. This episode is over. There is more. I would love to see you over on my Instagram at WhiteDearGD and we can chat, we can catch up, you can see what's going on, you can see all the different tips. Plus, if you'd like more freebies or more information or more help, just head to my website at whitedeer.com.au. See you next week.